Welcome to the Ring 'em Up podcast here. My name is Humberto. This is episode one. I'm also known as Hummy to majority of the baseball world that knows me. Uh, that's not very many people, but still, you know, with a couple of people that do. I'm also here with my brother, Carlos. Carlos, how are you doing today? Good, good. What's going on? So we're here um, again, episode one, just here talking baseball, everything going on. Obviously, we talk baseball pretty much 24 7. We're in fantasy leagues. We do all that fun stuff, right? So we figured uh, maybe someone will care and like to listen to what we have to say about what's going hey, on here. we're just out here having fun, man. Exactly. We're just out here having out fun. Out here enjoying it. Out here watching. We're currently watching this Ash or this uh, Braves Padres series game game one going on for four score right now. This is honestly going to be a very good series this weekend. Yeah, but, you know, and these are two. Honestly, probably the two best teams in the National League. So, is this a little preview? It's a week into the season, but, I mean, realistically, it's going to come down, honestly, to maybe these two teams. I mean, that very well could be. I mean, the Dodgers still look kind of good in the West. You still obviously got to watch out for them. They have a farm system. I don't know how they keep producing guys, especially with all the money they've spent over the last couple of years, but they're still going to kick it around, I believe. You got a couple contenders. We'll see. The Mets honestly look kind of bad right now, but we'll get into all that fun stuff, you know, kind of break down the divisions a little bit, go into some predictions on what we think is going to happen and, you know, just kind of take it from there. Maybe talk a little bit of fantasy baseball as well, but a little bit of background here for me at least. So um, we both grew up playing baseball our whole lives, right? Just enjoying the game growing up. I played a little bit of college ball, junior college ball out in California. Uh, College of the Siskiyous, and then Barstow Community College. Then after that, transferred to the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, where I played another two years there. So got to enjoy it a little bit. You know, had my shot, had some fun doing it. And now we're back, you know, as uh, Carlos will tell you here, Sunday League uh, legends, you know, in a sense. Yeah, you know, back-to-back, it's worth mentioning. Should have been back-to-back-to-back. Maybe if somebody wasn't so stubborn, we should have won it three times in a row. Mm. Look, it's it's Sunday League, man. You can't be scared of people in Sunday League. Sunday League, Sunday League, man. I'm out there trying to win. Got to play smart. <laughs> you know, just a quick little breaking it down for you. We lost the ball game 2-1 to one in like 17 innings. Uh, it's worth mentioning the pitcher of those 17 innings was... My colleague here, Hummy, uh, we lost two to one, two solo bombs by Eduardo. Hey, to be fair, the guy did play like pro ball in Venezuela, played a little bit of minor league ball here in the States as well. I mean, the dude can swing it, right? To say that uh, I lost two to one in 14 innings by two solo bombs to that guy. Should I have walked him in the sixth inning when we were up one nothing? Maybe. Probably yeah. would have been the smart thing. Yeah, Eduardo's good as fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's. You, everybody in our Sunday league knows Eduardo simply because that dude smashes it. Is the pitching elite? No, but I mean, the dude smashes. Dude, don't miss. That's for dang sure. Yeah, that's for dang sure. Well, anyways, Carlos, as we said, we're about a week into the MLB season now. What do you kind of see so far? On uh, what have you seen so far that you like that you don't like just overall? Honestly, man, I kind of think I like the new changes. I wasn't a fan of. Um, the time, the, the pitch clock at first, I was not a fan of, not at all, but kind of seeing how the guys are adapting to it. I don't mind it. Um, the only thing I do wish is that it was a little longer. I mean, 20 seconds kind of seems 
Well, that's 20 seconds with the runner on base. With, with the no one on base, you only get 15. And, you know, and that just seems a little little too quick. I mean, what are you thinking? Maybe more like a 30, like a 20 second with no yeah, one on, I mean, 30 seconds with someone on? People, people have seen that video of Pedro buys in the, you know, what was it, the NL Central game a few years back where he literally took three minutes to throw a pitch in between pitches. Like, that's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I actually kind of think I like it. I mean, I was thinking about it, too, just uh, earlier today, actually. And, I mean, I've been watching a couple of games, and it's honestly, I mean, it does give you a whole lot more excitement, a whole lot more action. You got the bigger bases, too, which, you know, is going to entice runners to try to take that extra bag and get that steal. You know what I mean? So that's obviously bringing action to the game. And then you have the no shift. I get the rule. I get that you want to bring action to the game, but I also don't think you should reward one-dimensional hitters. Yeah, Just, it's the whole no shifting thing is uh, it's hit or miss for me. I like it and I don't simply because one, yes, as a casual fan, you do want to see more balls in play. You do want to see more. You know, people get on, people get on, and then they'll steal. Like there's there's pros and cons to both of it. So I don't. I don't know. The shift one doesn't bug me as much. I think the bigger bases, I also have, uh, I don't know. The bigger bases to me is kind of unfair a little bit because you have guys now stealing bases left and right, which, you know, back in the day when, you know, Ricky Henderson was doing it, he didn't have these advantages. It's very true. Base runners now have a huge advantage compared to years prior. So, you know, you got a little bit of wheels on the team. You might stay on the roster, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's also very true. I mean, you're kind of making it easy for some people, harder for others. I mean, the catchers, you got to think, are just going to have to step their game up tremendously. I mean, you still saw Wilson Contreras throw out Acuna the other night trying to swipe second base. So, I mean, the guys can still do it. I mean, JT JT Ramuto had like a 1.7-something pop time the other night as well. Like, I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. You know what I mean? So... Can they do it? Yeah, they definitely can. But, again, you're just kind of making it a, a unfair advantage, I believe, one way. Kind of the same thing, like I said, with the shift, you know. You're rewarding these guys that can only hit to one side of the field. I mean, as a ball club, if you're going to play these guys, you know that they can only hit to one side of the field. I mean, that's kind of the risk you're taking, in my opinion. You know what I mean? If the team is going to play you the defense is going to play you to one side because that's the only way you can play well then maybe go find another guy that can hit to all sides of the field yeah or 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 you just take it personal like you know joey gallo and just hit it over the fence well joey gallo hey bad joey gallo my could not handle those, he could not handle those pinstripes i will say that my goodness talk about having the yips for the yankee stadium that dude showed up and was just completely petrified of the home crowd. The dude could not play at Yankee Stadium. My God, watching him play was awful. I mean, but you got to imagine. I mean, playing in a uh, playing for a team so much as the Yankees and in a stadium with all that history and you know just everything that comes with the Yankees. I mean, it's got to it's got to affect a lot of guys in a lot of different yeah, ways. Look at know? Aaron Hicks. My goodness. <laughs> My goodness. Why that guy's still on the team? I have no idea. I would, I'd quite literally give him up for anything. Give me two bags of, you know, peanuts for all I care. Aaron <laughs> Hicks is by far the worst player in Major League Baseball. Oh, man, and that's coming from a Yankee fan. And I'm fan. a diehard Yankees fan, and I fucking hate Aaron Hicks. Jesus, yeah. Well, you know, I'm a Cardinal fan myself, and right now, gosh, our lineup looks nice. They're not really hitting, but Jesus, what is John Mosaic doing over there with that pitching rotation, man? 
I mean, you go out, you build this rota- you build this lineup with Paul Goldschmidt, with Nolan Arenado. You have Jordan Walker now that's come into the league and taking it by storm slowly, right? Well, let's get into it. Let's get into the Central. Let's get into the National League Central where, according to the betting odds, the Cardinals are the favorite to get out of that division. Well, and I mean, they have everything that you need except for starting pitch because even their bullpen is really, really, I'd say is a really good bullpen that they have over there. For a division that's... I would say on the weaker side, I think majority of the people would say is on the weaker side of all the divisions out there, right? Your NL Central, your AL Central, I believe are going to be those two weaker divisions in the whole league. But the only team really that, at least coming into the season, that you thought were going to be a problem was going to be the Brewers, right? Right now, those guys look really good. Their bats are, you know, off the chain right now. You have pitching. You still have a... Who is it? Corbin Burns out there. That's a a pissed off Corbin Burns, too. Oh, yeah, because of arbitration. That dude made it very public how upset he was with the organization this spring. Yeah. So that, I mean, you got, he's trying to prove something now. You know what I mean? You got, and then you have the Cubs with Dansby Swanson. Everybody's talking about Cody Bellinger maybe being back to his old ways and wanting to hit bombs. Nah, that dude sucks. Yeah. I was about to say, we'll see how well that goes. You know, but you have like a, Marcus or who is it yeah Marcus Stroman over there right I mean obviously they're gonna need some pieces and then you have the Reds and the Pirates there that I mean let's be honest they're gonna Reds and Pirates for a little while so I don't see them changing a whole lot Brian Reynolds is killing it though right Brian now. Reynolds needs to get out of Pittsburgh how the Pirates haven't worked up a trade to get I don't know three four five guys in return for Brian Reynolds is beyond me well, and then you also have uh, O'Neal over there now, too. So, I mean, you got two pretty good pieces over there that... Yeah, but, I mean, Brian Reynolds requested a trade in spring training. The dude wanted out. I doubt... I mean, O'Neal Cruz was there last year. I doubt Brian Reynolds sees him and is like, you know what, we can build something between us two. Nah, he wants out. Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to need way more than just those two guys, unfortunately. But, you know, that division, like I said, the Cardinals, I think, definitely have a shot. I mean, Jack Flaherty is going to have to really step up. Adam Wainwright, when he comes back. I mean, Adam Wainwright's old, but the guy can definitely give you some quality starts. And if your lineup produces the way it can produce, at least on paper, I mean, you're definitely going to have a shot every time he goes up to he, – he goes out to throw, you know what I mean? So, pitch and rotation just needs to figure it out there in St. Louis. But right now, I think the Brewers are looking really good as well. So, definitely going to be something to watch there. But sticking it in the AL, I mean, going over to the NL West – like we were talking about a little bit earlier, right? You have the Dodgers and the Padres over there really battling it out now. Uh, the Padres, obviously, who knows where they're getting all this money from? But you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know how he does it. And can you imagine? How do you have a team with this many stars and think, yeah, this isn't the big, the World uh, Series favorites like Soto, Bogarts. I mean, Tatis when he's not on steroids. <laughs> I mean, the rotation's not bad. You got Musgrove, Snell, you Darvish. They're not a bad team. That's a really good squad over there. But can they figure it out? This is essentially the same team they had last year besides Bogarts. That's true. I mean, you add a lineup. You add someone like Bogarts in there now, too. And, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how Tatis does in the outfield. Obviously, he's been working on it. But him, obviously, getting added to that lineup, I believe he comes back, what, next month? Yeah, I believe it's the middle of next month. I just don't I, – I, the Padres is so – I don't know what it is. Dude, I don't think they're – on paper, are they better than the Dodgers? Yes. But they're always going to be that little brother to me where I think the Dodgers are just going to find a way to win that division. 
I mean, yes, Clayton Kershaw is not once what he was, but he's still an elite pitcher. That dude's still going to go out there and chuck. And then Dustin May's back, fully healthy. Um, First full season, I believe. And that dude's disgusting. Well, yeah, but I mean, didn't the Padres take out the Dodgers last year? Yeah, in the playoffs, they did. So, I mean, you got, you definitely, I mean, you kind of get a little bit of taste of, I can do it, I can do it. You know what I mean? Now it's maybe becomes a point where you say, well, now it's it's mine. Now I'm taking over this division. With the team like the Padres that have that many superstars, don't you think that's a lot of alphas? I mean, it's definitely a lot of alpha. Because sure. we've seen it before. Machado and Tatis have gotten into it publicly on cameras in the dugout. I, m- me personally, I think Tatis has a lot of growing up to do still. From what we've seen, that altercation that you're talking about with Machado and him getting into it, and then obviously him doing what he did with the steroids or the cream, whatever he wants to call it. Uh, the hair gel he was oh, using. Yeah, the hair the fuck <laughs> out of here. He used no goddamn hair gel that made you test positive. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no hair gel going to give you yeah, a positive test, bro. That, yeah, that's that's kind of sketch, but, you know. 24 so we'll, years old. Tatis is 24 years old. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. Like I said, I just think he's got a lot of growing up to do. We'll see, obviously, when he gets back, kind of, if he's learned anything, if he's matured any, especially after getting that suspension. Did you see uh, he hit a bomb off of some dude in the minors the other day? Pimped the shit out of it. Yeah, and then the did you see the guy uh, tweet out? <laughs> Did you see the guy tweet out that uh, uh, he – I can't remember what the tweet was, but he tweeted out something about a suspended player f- cheating on steroids. Hit oh, the, yeah, hit yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean oh, – That was too funny. I mean, like, let's, let's relax, Tatis. You, you know, you haven't played since who knows how long, and you're, you hit a bomb, you pimped the shit out of it off a minor leaguer. Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, and you know, I'm all for pimp jobs. I'm all for showing somebody up like that. But I mean, you're in you're in the minor leagues, buddy. Because one, you got caught using steroids. Two, you broke your thumb riding a motorcycle and didn't tell anybody about it. I mean, that's let's relax. That's all that growing up I'm talking about. You know, I think he still needs to kind of figure out, realize it's not just about him and what he wants to do. You know what I mean? If you're really gonna this team is really going to consider him being a key part in getting to that World Series. You know what I mean? He's definitely going to have to step up or else there's there's going to be some tension there that I think will hold him back for sure. Well, and you also got to think, I mean, this was essentially their starting shortstop. And well, this was they, the guy they were building around well, for a little no, bit. No, right. You know? I mean, they gave him, what was it, like $320 million for like 15 years, some, some ridiculous amount of money. But then they go out and assign Xander Bogarts. Well, and I, uh, to me, that was kind of like a, we need to get a guy here that we know is going to be capable of carrying and taking that position and getting our team there in case we can maybe trade Tatis later on, in case we can, or he doesn't, like I said, he doesn't grow up, doesn't with, pan with that out. that kind of contract, though, I don't think. I mean, that's, that's the tough part, exactly. That's My, the well, tough part. and I took it as the Padres signed Bogarts knowing, you know what, Tatis might not be our guy, or he might be the guy, but... This might humble him. This might be like, oh, shit. Like, they just went out and got a pretty legit, I'd say maybe top three shortstop in the league, knowing that they had Tatis in their back pocket. And now they're like, hey, dude, learn the outfield because Bogarts isn't going anywhere. 
Well, and that's what I'm saying, right? Is he going to be a team guy that says, yeah, let me do everything I can to really, you know, learn a position out here and really be the best I can possibly be? Or is he just going to sit and pout because he wants to be playing shortstop or second base or whatever it is? You know what I mean? I mean, Bogart's got an 11-year, $280 million. He got, that guy's not going anywhere. He got paid. And he's then Tatis is definitely not playing over him. No. No, 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 no. He is. Absolutely not. You cannot have... Tatis playing shortstop over Xander Bogart. No, there is, there's no Absolutely way. not. Yeah, there's no way he's playing over him. Not in hell. I mean, other than that, though, who you got the Diamondbacks, which... They just have a lot of young prospects. That Corbin Carroll is going to be very exciting to watch. Dude might steal 100 bases this year. I picked him up on Fantasy for that exact reason. Yeah, dude's unreal. <laughs> Still having his parents drop him off at the ballpark. <laughs> Pretty cute. Um, and then the Rockies. The Rockies uh, are the Rockies. Yeah. I mean, they're just continuing to be ran by poor ownership don't want to they're like oh we'll get rid of trevor story we'll get rid of nolan arnado but we'll go give a shit ton of money to chris bryant yeah like for what okay. i don't know i mean you have charlie blackman over there you have uh, cj crone honestly that's been a good addition to cj crone rakes yeah that oh, dude yeah. goes so underrated every year just because he plays on the rockies but <laughs> cj crone absolutely mashes baseballs but I mean, and they're still paying Nolan Arenado. I mean, they're still paying majority of his salary, even while he's playing over in St. Louis. I mean, as a Cardinal fan, I love it. Thank you, John Mosley. I don't like to spend no money. We all know that much. Cheap ass. Yeah, the cheap move. Go get a go get some starting pitching. He could have went and got the Grom. He could have went, you know, try to sign some people this off season to really build that starting rotation. Instead, he gives a uh, Miles Michaelis an extension. Miles Michaelis, bro. The Lizard King. If anybody hasn't seen that video, go search. Miles Michaelis eats lizard and bullpen. Dude picks a a lizard off the bullpen wall and just bites its head off. That's disgusting. Dude's an animal. Yeah. But, I mean, so you have the Padres, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, and the Dodgers. And the Giants. The Giants out there. I mean, honestly, right now, the Giants are looking really good. They're mashing the ball. I mean, they scored like, what, 17 runs, I think, earlier today. Something like that, 16, 17 runs. So, they definitely look really good for the time being. Logan Webb is also one of the most underappreciated pitchers in the big leagues. Well, that dude's a ground ball king. I mean, he just ground ball after that sinker he throws mixed with the changeup he's got back there. Here are these bowling balls coming at you. Try hitting these in the air. Yeah, dude, it's just... I mean, he looks really good right now. So, but regardless, I mean, I the Giants don't really move the needle too much for me. They don't, they don't have a ton per se. Um, I mean, but they didn't have a whole lot last year either, and they actually did really, really. Nah, well last that was year. two years ago when they beat the Dodgers for that division. Oh, two how? years ago when they were neck and neck literally all year, they were within a couple games of each other, and last year they kind of fell off. Um, but yeah, the 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 Giants don't really. Move the needle. They tried going out and getting Correa, didn't do, didn't work. Well, nobody wanted Correa because of his uh, his eval or what was it the uh, his ankle issue that supposedly he's got his, going. He on. had an ankle issue like ten years ago, and all of a sudden that was a problem. I mean, Correa's literally won the World Series since then and has seemed perfectly fine. Also, I think I think it was something deeper. I'm not sure what, but I don't think that was the like reason why Korea didn't sign with the Giants. Yeah, also, cool. and don't forget, let's not forget, they picked up one of the biggest superstars this offseason, Arson Judge, who signed for them for approximately, eh, I don't know, 
12 minutes maybe. <laughs> oh, man. How embarrassing is that? They go ahead and sign Arson Judge. Got it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Correa, I mean, as a Twins fan, how do you feel, I mean, knowing that Correa didn't want to be there? And then ultimately that was the only people that were willing to take him. That's not even that's not even because he opted out of his contract. He I mean, opted out and was gonna sign to the Mets and then the Giants and then neither of those teams wanted him, so he goes, Well fuck, I guess I'll go back to the twins. Yeah, and as the twins, they were like, Yeah, sure, we'll give you some money. I'd have been like, um, I'm gonna pay you half of what we paid you last time if you wanna play. No one else wants you. You didn't want to be here, so why should we even consider getting you back? Yeah, not sure. But Carlos Correa very overrated, in my opinion. I mean, but I we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I think so, too. I think so, too. Uh, so, stepping into the NL East here, then, we have, uh, obviously, we're watching the Braves play right now. Still looking like a very, very strong competitive team. You have the Mets that had some good signings, you know, brought some people. They brought Justin Verlander into their starting rotation. You know what I mean? So, they brought him in, him over. Um, then... Unfortunately, your closer goes down in the World Baseball Classic. Now, can we? Can we? I mean, let let's get ahead of that. People, and by people, I mean scumbag Mets fans. Oh, the World Baseball Classic is so stupid. Why do we even play this? And blah blah blah. Like, get the fuck. The World Baseball Classic was probably one of the most exciting things that's going to happen all year. That tournament this year, I don't know what it was. Maybe because bigger superstars were playing, not necessarily pitching for the U.S., but that's a whole different story. The World Baseball Classic was honestly one of the coolest things you could have watched as a baseball fan. And not even as a baseball fan. There's people who don't even like baseball and were like, damn, like that shit looks kind of sick. And all these scumbag Mets fans are bang, are blaming that for Edwin Diaz's, what was it, torn uh, patella tendon in his knee yeah. for celebrating. I mean, that's just a complete freak accident. You cannot. I mean, they weren't even they weren't even celebrating that much. Like you can't say like they were like jumping up and down like you know like they just won the World Series or something. Like, they won a pool play game. Yeah, and they were. I mean, they were. It was like a little hop. You know what I yeah. mean? And it just happened that that accident happened. You know what I mean? You can't like that. That could happen to anyone. Literally and, anybody. And that unfortunately just happened. To, Having to be the highest paid closer of all time. Happened to be the best closer in the game that played for the Mets. And so now you want to claim that the World Baseball Classic is pointless? Come on, man. Get out of here with that. I mean, we heard, we've heard we heard from our dad, our, our dad himself, about you know people that never watched baseball. And because of the World Baseball Classic, they're now fans of it. I mean, that's, I mean, and that's what, I, I mean, honestly, that's, that's what I mean. It's really just Mets fans when I say this. Because Edwin Diaz, yes probably the best closer in baseball and that was just a complete freak accident there was nothing i mean he wasn't going crazy he wasn't going berserk he was jumping around a little bit sure boom knee blown season over but that that's not even to say like yes that's a big part don't get me wrong but the mets the mets are gonna met every <laughs> single year it don't matter if they sign trout otani like it don't matter the mets are gonna met every single year they, they signed Justin Verlander, a 40-year-old veteran, which, yeah, don't get me wrong, Justin Verlander is a future Hall of Famer. He is a very legit pitcher. He won the Cy Young last year. but Now he's hurt again. Now he's, he's hurt. hurt. He's hurt now to start the season. He's then hurt. You, then you have Max Scherzer go out there yesterday and kind of get kind of get hit around a little Max bit. Max Scherzer got banged around his first two starts. Yeah, so. So I, maybe who? Who would have guessed that relying on 40-year-olds to you know run your team for 162 seasons was a good idea? Yeah, that's definitely. I mean, they have Carlos Carrasco, and they signed that a uh, Japanese pitcher. 
over the offseason who looked really good against uh, Miami in his start. Uh, what's his name? Kenda uh, no, uh Kodai Sanga. Sang, yeah, Sanga. The ghost fork, as they call it. Hey, that, that glove, though, was pretty sick. The he literally had a ghost with a pitchfork on his glove. Yeah, because he's got that SSK, too. Those gloves are nice, honestly. Yeah, he in his debut, he went five in the third, three hits, one run, and eight strikeouts. I mean, which, I mean, maybe a little bit of, a, you know, first game jitters in the majors. You know what I mean? We'll see how he comes out. But, again, you're going to rely on. Really, what you're relying on is Verlander and Max Scherzer to really get you through a season, get you through a postseason, which we all know they 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 can, I guess. But they have, yeah, you know, maybe they, ten years when they were younger. The thing is, we've seen it with Scherzer when he was on the Dodgers. He got gassed. Yeah, he got gassed in the playoffs. He, I mean, it was very obvious. So, like, I mean, he's a he's a very max effort guy. I mean, every single yeah. pitch, yeah, every single pitch, that man is max effort. That is, he does not take a single pitch off. And with his age, I mean, you got to start getting creative. You got to start finding other things to, I don't know, get out. It's not just going. Let me blow this by you because the dude's not as young as he once was. Let's yeah. be honest. Here. Yeah, that's definitely true. And it's showing. Like, the dude hasn't been – I mean, he's been okay, sure. But for that to be your ace right now, that's not going to get you to the World Series. It won't. And their lineup is not bad. Pete Alonzo, Francisco Lindor, Jeff McNeil. I mean, these guys can bang. But, again, it all comes down to the pitching. Yeah. Their I bullpen, mean, I mean – I mean, you lose the best closer in the game. You're definitely going to have that hurts. Yeah, you're going to have some that problems. Hurts. You're going to have some problems in that pen. And I mean, do you go and try to uh, find a guy for a one-year kind of deal to help solidify the back end of a game? Or now, nah, what you do is you sign Edwin Diaz's brother. He's with the Reds, man. I mean, exactly. The Reds will give up anything for any. I mean, what do the Reds want him for? They're not going to compete. Well, that's probably very true. Unfortunately, the Reds aren't going to go anywhere. He did look good. I mean. I mean, his brother does look very good as well. He looks his his as far as mechanically, he looks just like Diaz. Yeah, a little bit thicker, you know, a little bit on the thicker side, but still looks very good for sure. But yeah, the Mets are gonna met. I mean, they're gonna struggle again, relying on old pitchers, and you know, we'll see how that lineup holds up and what they do there. I mean, they still have like a who is it, Eduardo Escobar and. Yeah, they got Eduardo Escobar and, you know, Jeff McNeil and those guys. But I would say if they were in the NL Central, they'd be fine. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of But considering that you're playing in the NL East where you have, well, essentially the NL champions of last year, the Philadelphia Phillies, who I'll say they just got hot. That's what happened. They got hot at the right time, won the games they needed to win when they needed to. That's what it was. They didn't win that division. They weren't the best team coming out of that. They found they just, momentum at the end of the games. season and just kind of carried it through. And right now, honestly, they look horrible. They look like shit. They look horrible. They look like they're probably supposed to, honestly. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. You go out and sign Trey Turner, which was a huge signing. That's sweet. You saw what he did in the World Baseball Classic. You have Kyle Schwarber. Bryce Harper is supposed to be back, I believe, end of next month. I mean, that lineup's disgusting. But you got Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler. What do you got after that? Yeah, you got nothing after that. You don't that. really have much after that. You, I mean, And your pen, too. I mean, who do you really have in the my pen? My gosh. You got Craig Kimbrell over there trying to close games? They got games? Craig Kimbrell, and they signed, uh, uh, what is it, Gregory Soto from Detroit. But Oh, uh, yeah, that's Their true. bullpen's allowed fucking, like, I don't know, 30 runs and literally, like, 15 innings. Their bullpen's been so bad this year. 
which was the problem last year. Their bullpen last year was just as bad. Yeah, that's very true. I think Reese Hoskins going down too kind of really hurts. That them. hurts. Yeah, that hurts them that big hurts. time. That hurts a guy like Harper when Harper gets back. Let's assume Bryce Harper comes back healthy. Now guys don't have to pitch to Harper because when Harper and Hoskins are both healthy, you can only pitch to one of those guys. You have to pitch to one of them. You well, can't walk both of them. Well, and that, now that kills the momentum for somebody like Harper. I mean, yes, they added Trey Turner. They still have Kyle Schwarber, which is still disgusting. But I mean, Alec Baum is supposed to be very sought after, too. Yeah. I mean, he still has still has some to prove. Not saying he's there. Not saying he's that guy. But he can definitely be that guy, I believe. And then you have JT Romuto and Nick Castellanos. We've seen Nick Castellanos be that guy before. Yeah. He you know what moments. I mean? He's, got, he's definitely got his moments. It's going to be a matter of if he can do it again. You know, but... The Phillies are gonna they're not gonna be good. I don't see them being being that great even when Harper comes back. You know, they're gonna struggle. I see. I mean that division is definitely gonna go through the Braves all year long. I through mean, the A. Yeah. Going through Atlanta all year long. These guys are good, top to bottom, pitch and rotation. I mean, you're gonna get Mike Soroka back. Max Fried went down, I believe it was what, a hamstring, hamstring issue. Yeah. So he'll be back, you know what I mean? That pitch and rotation, though, is going to be nasty. You still have Kenley Jensen in the back end of that bullpen, too, that's going to... Well, and, I mean, I'm not crazy by saying this. The Atlanta Braves, honestly, might have the best lineup in baseball. That lineup, one through nine, is honestly pretty disgusting. Michael Harris did go down today. They took him out earlier with lower back issues or something like that. He'll be all right. That's your reigning rookie of the year. You know what I mean? Sean Murphy coming in from Oakland. That's a big pickup, especially after they lost uh, the Contreras, one of the Contreras to, uh, to the who they wasn't it the Oakland Athletics, I believe. They, they just trade him. So I think they trade just traded straight yeah. up catcher for catcher. Here you go. All right. Orlando Arcia hits a bomb today too, and then you're pitching over there. I mean, you got Spencer Strider too, freaking thunder thighs over there. My God, talk about having an ass, dude. That guy, <laughs> you can tell that man squats like no other. How much do you think he squats, honestly? Uh, Dude, that dude has to be putting up over 400 pounds for oh, reps, shit, man. Probably five, man. Or no, or, no or maybe, oh, God. Nah, just kidding. We thought Carpenter went it deep again. Hey, Carpenter over there, man, he got picked up by freaking the Yankees last year and just went off. And now San Diego takes a chance on him and, hey, for a DH spot. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. I mean, if he can do half of what he did with the Yankees last year, that's definitely a great pickup. Probably cheap, too, so. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad pickup at all. I mean, going back to the Braves, though. I mean, how do you not? I mean, let's be real. Austin Riley, you got Matt Olson, you got um, Ozzy Albie's back for a full healthy year. I don't see how the Braves lose uh, the Cunha Junior. I mean, Ronald Acuna is healthy full year again. I don't see how you, they don't win this division. I really yeah. don't. I mean, I they're honestly they're very very they could they could be in the World Series again this year. You know what I mean? They oh, can, absolutely. They can definitely be one of those teams that shows up there. You know, definitely just runs through this division because who else do you got over there? Miami, and the Nationals. The Nationals are completely relevant. Yeah, team. Na- I mean, like Miami, eh, they're not they're not going to win the division by any means, but. They'll, you know, they'll play some ball. Yeah, they're going to scrap they around some, a little bit. They got some bit. dudes over there. I mean, there. you got uh, Solaire over Soler. there. You got uh, let's Ars- talk, um Let's talk about Sandy Alcantara, who uh-huh. threw a complete game in under two hours the other night. That, I mean, come on. Under two hours, and 
at a hundred pitches exactly. I mean, come on, like that's that's the NL Cy Young for a reason, dude. That Sandy yeah. Alcantara is disgusting. And I mean, hell, he's looking like he's about to do it again this year. I mean, you go out your second start of the season and you throw a one nothing shutout win, nine innings, hundred pitches, and under two hours. I mean, this dude was just dealing all game. You know what I mean? It's and then you have again the reigning AL batting champion over there. He gets traded. That's for, that's right. I forgot they gets, traded Pablo he, Lopez for him. Yeah, he got traded for Pablo Lopez. The Twins over there. I'm like, I don't. I'm like, you might as well have tried to go sign someone, but they got Jesus Lozardo, who's looked phenomenal these his first two starts against the Mets and the Twins. I mean, Luis Luis Arise, Yuli Gurriel went over there. Jazz went down just the other day with uh, some kind of like shoulder, some shoulder spasm or something like that. So we'll see how far, how long he's out for. But what an exciting player Jazz is. Gene Segura as well. Like I said, they're not definitely not going to come anywhere close to winning the division, but they're going to play some good ball. They're going to scrap against a couple of teams, you know, give some people a little bit of run for their money and, you know, have a good time while they do it. Jazz Chisholm texted manager Skip Shoemaker after Wednesday's game saying he's ready to play Thursday. So, obviously, it wasn't anything. Whatever he's got going isn't too serious. Wow, and the Padres just take the lead here in the top of the eighth inning, 5-4 against the Braves, man. I said this series is definitely going to be a series to watch this weekend, I believe, man. These guys are going to be two competitors. Two contenders, two contenders man. That you These can are see two in legit the, contenders. In the NL, the NL uh, championship series, you know what I mean? Those are two Those are two big teams right there. Getting a little bit of a preview here of what can possibly be to come. And again, I mean, we're a weekend, but... The, I mean, I mean everything's there. Everything for both of these teams is there, top to bottom. Top to bottom. I mean, you they're have, only going to get better. Assuming everybody stays healthy, they're going to get p- key pieces back. Both of these teams. Lay a bunt down. Oh, my God. What just, are the Braves doing? Throwing it around a little small bit. small ball. A bunt that turns into a triple. Wow. Up 6-4. You know, and that's just, you know, man, that's just going back to playing small ball. Just playing baseball, man. Find a way to score some runs. Put, all the, the, ball, w- put the ball in play. You, you know, never know what will happen. He throws it away, and now you now you got another guy on third base here. What a great bunt. My goodness, what a bunt. Jesus. That dude was, what, oh, what man. You, he, tried, he tried looking like, uh, uh, who was that guy the other day? Freeland, I think. That made that nice play, the, oh, the yeah. Derek Jeter type oh, play yeah. down the line. He goes, "Yeah, let me relive my shortstop days." Yeah. <laughs> let me get back to high school, bro. You got a gut. Hey, you're, you can't do that. Your footwork ain't that good, bro. <laughs> your footwork ain't that good. Maybe you should do your ladder drills a little better. Yeah, right. For, yeah. The, for those that say agility drills, agility drills aren't useful. They're useful. Oh yeah, get to them. Get your footwork right. It'll help. So, switching things over to, what do we say, the AL West here. The AL West, in my opinion, is honestly one of the most interesting divisions in baseball. And simply because Houston's ran that division for, what, the last decade probably? Seems like it. They, my God. And they're, I mean, they're, they're still they're le- a legit team still. They've lost Justin Verlander, who, okay, yeah, he won the AL Cy Young. Yes, he's an important key role, but... I mean, they still got Christian Javier and Luis Garcia and Framber Valdez. They still got dudes. That Hunter Brown's supposed to be a, their top pitching prospect is legit. He, they, they do a lot of side by sides with Justin Verlander and him, and their mechanics are literally the exact same. 
Is he going to be the next Verlander? No. Maybe. He sure looks like he, mechanically he does. But like I said, the the Houston Astros have just been a legit top-to-bottom team. Their lineup, every single guy seems to rake. I mean, Jeremy Pena last year in the playoffs. I mean, you get, you get that you get that guy comes in and wins not only your AL MVP but and also the World your, yeah your World Series MVP. I mean, come on, Altuve out with the broken hand right now. That hurts. Yeah, but he'll be back. I mean, you have probably what's the most underrated guy in all of baseball, or maybe was the most underrated guy in Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker is so fucking good; it's unbelievable. Dude goes up there with no batting gloves. Goes here, you go. Bing! See you later, ball. Dude rakes. And then he gets backed up by Jordan Alvarez. Dude, Jordan Alvarez. That's a guy. That's Jordan Alvarez is the type of player you create on MLB The Show, where you put 99 on everything. <laughs> power, power, power versus right. His He's vision. Straight hitter. Oh, my God. That straight dude absolutely hitter. rakes. And guess what? They're both on my team, so. Uh, you're talking fantasy here, huh? Mm. Well, fantasy is honestly looking good, but we'll get into fantasy here a little bit later. But yeah, Jordan Alvarez definitely a beast. I mean that that Astros lineup, they top go, to bottom. They lose Yuli Gurriel, go and sign Jose Abreu. Yeah, they bring Jose Abreu who in. Still has more pop, I believe. I mean, no, who's a, an all around better hitter yeah. overall? You know what I mean? He's got more pop. He's gonna hit for better average. He's gonna bring in more. I mean, the dude can flat out play. So. Do you lose out there? No. No, not a ton. You mm. might even honestly get a little better there. And then you still have Alex Bregman over there at third base, too. But I, I feel mean, like it doesn't get talked about enough. Well, because you have Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker and Jose Altuve, and then, out, you know, he's just going to sit over there and just kind of do his thing without anybody really saying anything but still hit, you know, a cool 280 with 20 bombs, 25 bombs. They got yeah. Ryan Presley out of the bullpen, dude. Throws absolute heat. Yeah, and I mean, who those pitchers, dude? The starting rotation that you mentioned, Valdez, and you know, well, the guys that they got going there. I mean, who, Luis, Luis Garcia, Garcia is no longer rocking the baby, but I mean, that doesn't seem to affect him at all. Oh man, I'm gonna miss that windup, honestly. Even watching it in the World Baseball Classic for Venezuela, dude, dude was out there chucking. I mean, and he, it was to see him do that twice where he gets brought in, you know, fourth inning, fifth or third inning, fourth inning, and, be and just, a deep reliever. just go four or five innings. You know what I mean? Just shut people down. Dude's, un- dude's good. The dude, the, the Astros are going to be Astros good. The Astros are good. The Angels right now, honestly, surprising me a little bit. They're looking pretty good. You have the greatest player in the world of baseball in Shohei Otani. You know, and as a biased Yankees fan, as long as Otani's playing baseball and is healthy, the MV, the AL MVP conversation shouldn't even be half. That that award should literally be named after the Shohei Otani Award. That's what that award should be named because that dude throws, oh, here, let me hit a 400-foot bomb and then let me throw 101 by you. I mean, the dude, Otani's, that's just something we've never seen, man. That's, dude's an alien. There's, I mean, I mean there's, no, there's nothing else to say. He was created in a lab or something, dude. I mean, don't get me wrong. Judge's historic year last year, like I get it. You know what I mean? It was historic. The dude beat the, what was it? The, the AL, American League. The AL home run record yeah, in a single season, yeah. right? I mean, that's amazing. Don't get me wrong. Nothing. I mean, you can't take that away from him. But when you have a guy that's doing it on both on the mound and at the plate, 
it's kind of hard to say that there's anyone better than him. And that it's hard to say that you have a more valuable player than that guy on any team anywhere in the league. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And then and then to back it up, you have what was once compared as the Mickey Mantle of our era, Mike Trout behind you. I mean, you would think, holy shit, I have Otani and Trout. Like, how's my team not good? Well, you're the Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, unfortunately, you're, you're the Los Angeles Angels. Your owner. Too afraid to spend money. I don't. Our, oh, no. no, he doesn't know how to spend money. Doesn't know how to spend his yeah, money. Yeah, let's put it that way. He doesn't know how to spend money. I mean, it's going to be interesting when Otani becomes that free agent. See what kind of happens there. You know what I mean? You have so much money locked up in Rendon that what has he done since he's been in LA? Gotten in fist fights in Oakland. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be to be fair, I mean, a lot of people say it's a bad look on him, but you can't. I mean, he's a, he's a person at the end of the day, right? And I get it. You're a professional, or be it what it be, but as a, you you can't expect a fan to just come in and just talk a whole bunch of shit, and well, then, right? And then expect not uh, not expect anyone to do anything, right? No, I agree with yeah. that for sure. I mean, you just because you bought your ticket doesn't mean you can just go and say whatever you want. Yeah, that, exactly. That's I mean, not how that works. I mean, I'm 100 percent on Rendell's Rendell oh, no, side absolutely. on this. Like, I go at him, like teach him a lesson. Like you said, shouldn't be able to come in and just say whatever you want without having any consequences anybody you you try talking to someone like that on the street especially in oakland especially you know what i mean they ain't gonna they ain't gonna take none of that they're gonna shove it right back in you say "Uh uh-uh and so that's my i mean the angels here's here's a hot take the angels gotta honestly in my opinion they gotta trade they have to otani does not want to play on the angels for the rest of his career Mike he Trout. Doesn't. Mike Trout apparently does though. Well, well, Mike Trout is also I don't know shy or something. I don't know what the hell is wrong with him, dude. I don't know what he lo- why he loves playing on the Angels so much. They're not a competitive team. They've never been competitive. Once September October hits, and eh, maybe even earlier, Mike Trout's irrelevant. It's really just a personal, uh, let me boost my stats kind of thing because the Angels are never in that conversation. Yeah, and I mean they ain't got no one to really kind of carry them there. I mean you talk pitch and rotation, obviously. Pitching is definitely going to be what takes you, you know, what takes your team, at least in my opinion, is what carries your team through a season and really makes you a competitor and a contender for that World Series. And, I mean, you're going to rely on Patrick Sandoval, which don't get me wrong. I mean, I really fell in love with the guy watching him in the World in the World Baseball Classic this year. He's really, good. Yeah, he's really good. He had a good season last year. He came out for the World Baseball Classic, and right now he's doing – he's had a two starts, I believe, already. You know, looking very good. Twenty six. He's young, but I mean, he's not that he's guy. He's not going to carry that. He's team. not that guy. You know what I mean? He's not going to be a uh, uh, Jacob Degrom. He's not going to be a Verlander of a, a couple of years Cole. ago. Garrett Cole, exactly. You know I what mean, I mean? You really? I mean, you got Otani, which we all know who who and what he is capable of. Tyler Anderson, who had a really good year with the Dodgers last year. So if he can repeat that, that'd be huge. And then, yeah, you got Patrick Sandoval, who might be, you know, a very big help. And then, I mean, after that, it's kind of Jose Suarez. You got a guy, Tucker Davidson, Reed Dampers. I mean, those, I mean, if you can name me one guy out of their bullpen, I'd be very impressed. Yeah, I was about to say, I have no clue who who's in their bullpen. Nobody. Yeah. Literally nobody. I have no clue. On a side note, real quick, the Braves are coming back in this game right now. Bottom of the eighth, Matt Olson just hits one down the line with Garcia on third. 6-5 ball game. I mean, talk about a freaking possible NLCS little. Oh, get there. 
Nope, Machado Platinum Glove. Safe. Ooh. Ooh, what a play. He almost had his ass, but Austin Riley beats it out. Oh, my goodness. Perfect. That's more fantasy points for me because he's also on my yeah, team. Yeah, Matt Olson is on my team. So, an RBI and another single there. We rolling, baby. But, yeah, as far as the Angels, I mean, can you imagine? Let's just imagine something here real quick. Let's say um, San Diego's owner was the Los Angeles Angels owner where he was just giving money out left and right to to the right guys to the right guys yeah, to the right guys I mean the Angels owner I mean I don't they I don't even know if they watch the games yeah I mean Artie Moran Artie's still the owner right yeah he, he was sure. trying to sell in the team this winter and then it's like eh, decided not to yeah meanwhile the owner for the Padres is He's just spending money left and right. Dude doesn't care. He's like, I might not have it, but here you go. He goes, this might fuck the team over in a few <laughs> years, but I'm trying to win now. Yeah. Like, that's a problem for later on. I hey, and as, as a player, you got to love it, man. Absolutely. Because, I mean, you're all for it. You know Absolutely. what I mean? 100%. It's like uh, going back to the Cardinals in the NL Central. You had that a whole Tyler O'Neill situation kind of come up. Uh, about him not hustling, you know, trying to score. Not playing the Cardinal way. Yeah, not playing the Cardinal way. But when the hell is John Mosley like going to step up and play the Cardinal way as a, as as the front office? When is he going to go out and really try to sign some guys? Oh, we got a tie ball game. Uh-oh. Matt Olson with the run. We got a tie ball game. Tie ball game, folks. Braves came back bottom of the eighth after giving up two. Wow. Hey, Andrew Jones Andrew is in Jones the stands with there, a huh? big-ass ring on his finger. Jesus. Talk about a game, folks. Talk about a game, man. Like I said. But, yeah, going back to that whole Tyler O'Neill thing, I mean, I saw a good point, too, where someone mentioned about his leg injuries and the problems he's had, you know what I mean, over the last couple of years being a little bit hurt. You know, I get it. You still want to go 100 and give it your all, but dude's also wanting to play a full season. Well, then, and then, I mean, if it's, if it's that, because the video is obvious. He did. It he did up. not. Yeah. It didn't look like he was running hard. Yeah, he pulled And up if it's sure. because of the injury, then say something, dude. Like, I get it. You know, Tyler O'Neill is a promising player, but if you're hurt, if you're not playing at 100%, well, what good is you playing at 50%? I, I mean, mean, don't get me wrong. He's a promising player, but he comes out every year and he does good for the first month of the season, and then he's not to be heard of again. You know what I mean? Falls off planet Earth, deals injuries here and there, and – now you have a guy like Jordan Walker. You still have Dylan Carlson that plays really good defense out there. So I don't know why they honestly kind of keep him around. So I mean, I'm I'd be as a Cardinal fan, I'm I'm kind of over Tyler O'Neill. I'm glad. I mean, they were talking about Paul DeYoung and giving him more opportunity. And fuck, you want that? If, why is he still even considered? Why is that? Like, you have Mason Wynn sitting in the minor leagues, just getting ready. He showed out all spring training, and then you send him back like. Paul DeYoung should not even be in the conversation here. We should be talking about releasing the dude. But, yeah, so they had that issue. Mosaic doesn't want to spend any money on pitching. He's talking about having six pitchers. I mean, Jordan Montgomery was a great pickup last year from the Yankees. But when are you going to go out and spend some money? You have it. Well, and apart from that, I mean, that's – and now imagine him having that money and having the two best players in baseball on your team. Like, that's, that's the Angels' same problem. The owner just – doesn't know how to spend money or whatever, and that's what we we're talking about. Is you don't have these two guys and waste this opportunity. Yeah, some franchises have never seen this kind of opportunity, even remotely close to what it is now. You have the two best players in baseball, and you're gonna not spend what you need to. You're not gonna go out there and try to get 
starting pitching or bullpen help. Well, and you don't even need bullpen help. You just need to go get some some starting pitching that you know is going to be a for sure. You needed to go out and try to fight for a Jacob DeGrom. Why not go get one of those guys? Yeah. Because you don't want to spend money. You have the money. You signed a big old TV contract. We know Everybody knows you got the money there. You just don't want to spend it. Why don't you go get these guys? And exactly why I think Otani should be traded. I mean, because if you wait until, I believe he's a free agent, what is it, at the end of this year and the next year? If you wait until then, then you're just losing You're not getting him. anything You're not getting it. anything yeah. back. So I, that, I think he'll be gone. I think Otani's. I mean, Seattle's got a great fan base out there with in in the uh, Asian community. You know what I mean? Especially with what Ichiro did out there. You imagine getting a Shohei Otani up in Seattle? Well, and you know, you've seen those videos of you know Ichiro. He's you still know, around the ball club, right? He, well, he still dresses up. He dresses up in spikes and everything. Goes out there and plays like he's a player. And there's videos of Otani literally running up to him, bowing, taking his head off, and. I mean, so how, who's to say that's not a huge influence down the line? Yeah, it's definitely. Does Seattle have what it is, what it's going to need to give up for Otani? Probably not. But is Otani maybe the piece they're missing to really become a serious contender for a World Series? Uh, well, get well. Let's get into that. Well, Seattle, I think, is honestly, I think they're a legit team. They're a very legit team. They they have Luis Castillo, who's a huge pickup. They have. Uh, who do they have? Luis Castillo. I'm trying to pull their stuff up here now. Cy Young winner. Why am I blinking on this name? Literally won it a couple years ago with Toronto. Oh, what's his name? Lefty. Wears really tight pants. You know. Ray, 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 Ray. Mm. Ray, Ray. Yeah, not ringing a bell, to be totally honest with you. I mean, seeing here, you have a Chris Flexen as well, right? I know I have... Logan Gilbert. Logan Gilbert. Who's yeah, supposed a, to be pretty legit. He's on my fantasy team, too, so I'm hoping that definitely turned out to be the case. But, yeah, Luis Castillo was definitely a great pickup on their behalf last year. I mean, and then you also go out and get a Teoscar, Teoscar Hernandez from the... He was with the Blue Jays, right? Go out, sign him to add him to a lineup with Eugenio Suarez, Ty France, and Julio Rodriguez. I mean, that's your top four, top five guys in the lineup right there. I mean, you know, they- Logan Gilbert, Marco Gonzalez, George Kirby. I mean, Seattle might be legit. They have that Andres Munoz guy at the bullpen who throws like 103. I think Seattle can be a legit team and give Houston a run for their money. Are they going to win the division? I don't think so, but they're can st- they? They're still, they're still a little bit away. I think they're still missing a couple key pieces. Like I said, really fixing up that rotation and getting that bullpen solidified I think will definitely help the Mariners kind of really become a serious contender um, unless they make you know some crazy moves before the trade deadline this year. Which I, think- I, I can see them doing. I mean, I mean, if they do, you know what I mean? It's going to definitely, because uh, with the expanded po- uh, playoffs, you know what I mean? It definitely, they're definitely a team that's probably going to get in now. They, I mean, well, they will have to be a wild card team because I don't think they're better than Houston, but I think they're. No, well, no. Yeah. They're knocking on the door, I think. Yeah. I you mean, got I, a player like Julio Rodriguez who's exciting to watch. I mean, I don't know. I can definitely see Seattle making a run this year, winning it all. Probably not, but I can see them making a run. Yeah, definitely making a run. I mean, they they made somewhat of a run last year. You know what I mean? They were definitely fighting and definitely doing their um, moving on in that what that division though the Rangers. 
signing a Jacob DeGrom. A Nathan Evaldi. Nathan Evaldi up there throwing gas. And then you still have your likes of Corey Seager. You know what I mean? You still have Marcus Simeon, which is a great bat in that lineup as well. I mean, they look good. They're still they look good. good. They're still missing pieces because you're still going to rely on a guy like Adolis Garcia, like a Nathan Lowe. You know what I mean to really kind of make some things happen. I mean, Martin Perez last year had a really good year. No, definitely. I mean, but you got Jacob Degrom and Martin Perez, and you're going to rely on a what? John Gray. I mean. A top, I mean, Martin Perez, Jacob DeGrom, Nathan Nivaldi is not a bad top three at all. Not a bad top three at all. But, yeah, after that, John Gray kind of started to get a little slim. Yeah, you you kind of drop off real real fast there. You know, in my opinion, John Gray, don't get me wrong, he's a great guy. Good pitcher, can definitely do it. But you want him as a four guy in, you know, uh, a postseason five-game or seven-game series, you're, you're – He's probably going to get hit around a little bit. Yeah. Odds aren't in your favor if you're the Texas Rangers. Is this their year? No. But yeah. are they an exciting team to watch? Yes, yeah, simply because of that. It's simply because they got a Jacob DeGrom. I mean, and a Corey Seager and a Marcus Simeon. Yeah, but know? they've had those guys. Well, yeah, but they haven't had the pigeon. Yeah. Like you said, Martin Perez kind of came out last year and really showed that he can be a guy that, you know, Nathan Avaldi has definitely been a guy that with the Red Sox has shown that he can be, you know, relied on even in the postseason. You know what I mean? So... Now you add a Jacob DeGrom. Will Jacob DeGrom stay healthy for once? Uh, let's hope. Yeah, let's when, hope. I'd love to see a full Jacob DeGrom season, see yeah. what he can really do. But I'm not sure that's happening. He Dude. always seems to miss two months of the but, season. But if you think about it, he was also on the Mets. That's he was very also on true. The Mets. I'm telling you, the Mets are cursed. The Mets are going to Mets. The Mets will Mets. And Jacob DeGrom <laughs> probably realized that, so he said, I'm out. We'll see you later, New York. Oh man, that I'm is... not playing for this cursed franchise. Yeah, that's very, that's very true. Could be very true. And he got the bag. I mean, Jacob Degrom got paid. Well, I by mean, the Jacob Degrom can definitely be the best pitcher in all of baseball. I mean, dude's like, I'm going home. That's I'm, true. He is from Texas, and I'm getting paid 185 million for five years in Texas. No state income tax. I mean, the dude's gonna make so much money for. A team that might not even be that good in those five years that he's there. But we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. Yeah, hopefully it works. Like I said, I just want to see a full Jacob DeGrom season, really see what he can do in a full season, you know, playing every five, pitching every five days, getting on that bump on the regular, not missing it. You know what I mean? But that division is definitely going to be one to watch. You know what I mean? Obviously, like you said, Houston's definitely seems like the powerhouse still in that division. And Oakland is definitely still just going to be Oakland. Oakland is irrelevant. You know, maybe if they get sold to Vegas and yeah, move out that way, maybe they'll become relevant that, at some point. But At that point, like, who who want? Like, if you're getting – if they're like, hey, you're getting called up to play for Oakland, like, yeah, you know what, never mind. What about getting traded to play for Oakland? trade? <laughs> Can we get we were, traded? We were talking about uh, the Contreras brother. I can't think of his name, but Wilson's brother. Um, getting traded for Sean Murphy over there, you know what I mean? How do you? How do you? How do, how do you, you go feel? from Atlanta? Yeah, to you're Oakland, bro. you're playing in Atlanta. That's a regular contender for the World Series, and then they say, "Hey, you're getting traded to Oakland." Where oh, the people, where the fans will show out every game. I mean, and then you go to Oakland, where minor league stadiums are having more attendance. Yeah, they get than, more fan attendance than the major leagues. The major league team there, William Contreras. William, yeah. William. I mean, yeah, that's uh. 
unfortunately for them. Like I said, I think they do need to get sold out to Vegas. Maybe that'll help change the organization and really at least bring some money in. At you know what I mean? One thing about Vegas is they do show out for their teams. Yes. I mean, you saw the Golden Knights when the Golden Knights got out. Oh, everybody. All of a sudden, everybody, everybody in the desert loved hockey. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> they didn't even know what hockey was. Yeah. What's ice? Yeah, seriously. What's ice? Oh, you guys can skate on this shit? All of a sudden, they become the biggest fan base. The Raiders move out there. You get a huge fan base out there. I mean, the Raiders have a big fan base to begin with, no matter right, where they're but at. I mean, but, I mean, nobody wants to play in Oakland. Yeah. The Oakland A's are an irrelevant baseball team. And then you're playing in that fucking Coliseum there, too. That Jesus Christ, I don't understand how any team would I don't know how that passes code, bro. <laughs> I don't know how OSHA didn't go in there and shut that shit down. Right. There's possums and stuff in there. Jesus. Oh, man. But, yeah. So, Houston definitely seems like they'll be taking that division. But definitely one to watch. Like you said, Mariners, interesting. The Angels, we'll see how long they can carry it. Um, So, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun division for sure. Uh, The AL Central. Weak. Weak. I mean. Who would you say is weaker between them or the NL Central? Honestly, I think the NL Central might be weaker. I think the AL Central kind of boils down to three mediocre teams. The Guardians, the Twins, and the White Sox are kind of all. I mean, I think the Guardians are the better team of the three, but they're not better than any other team in any other division. I That's mean, true, but the White Sox have kind of looked look they've looked eh, the, they've looked better this year. I think the White Sox they they kind of sold out. They had a lot of homegrown guys. They had uh, Luis Robert. They had Eloy Jimenez. They had those Yoan Moncada. Yoan Moncada, Tim Anderson. They had all these guys, and it kind of seemed like their window kind of passed them. Well, I don't, and I don't think so. I mean, I, I was I was watching their game the other day, and Yoan Moncada honestly seems like he's starting to really finally get comfortable in the league. I think he's had a, a hard time really, yeah, a hard time really getting into it and really getting comfortable. Um, I think kind of, I saw him in the World Baseball Classic too. He looked real good up there. And then watching the games that I've seen from them, I mean, he's looked like he's starting to become a guy that they can really rely on. So, I mean, watching him obviously is going to be huge. And then you all, you have a, a Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease, he, he can definitely be the, the AL Cy Young this year. I mean, the dude looks good. Dude's nasty. You know what I mean? He looks good. You have a, a Lance Lynn, a Lance Lynn and his walk-off celebrations and his, you know, his strikeout, his, his K-struts, as they call him. You know what I mean? The, the the White Sox are definitely a team that I like. Um, they're a team I like in that division. Um, I'm hoping that it works out for them because, like I said, I do like a Lance Lynn. I do like seeing, a, I mean, he is an ex-Cardinal. You have a, They add Andrew Benatendi. Oh yeah, that's a Andrew big ben, pickup. That's a solid pickup. I mean, that guy's going to play consistent baseball all year long. And then you have uh Alv- you pick up Elvis Andrews as well. Veteran presence there. Exactly. You know mm, what I mean? But I mean, realistically, you still after, have Lucas Giolito. Uh, I mean, he's got something to prove. Well, he does. So does Michael Kopech. Michael Kopech was a guy that came up that had a lot behind his name yeah. coming into the league as a prospect. You know what I mean? He still has to show it, but if he can show it, you know what I mean? I mean, realistically here, I think the Twins are, are, yeah, I think the Twins are a better baseball team than the White Sox. I think how they're constructed are better. Getting Pablo Lopez in that rotation is really helping. I mean, they did sign Carlos Correa back, which, again, I mean, I don't know how you're a Twets, Twins fan and you root for the guy. He obviously didn't want to play there. That was his third choice. And you still expect people to kind of support you there? I mean, 
Obviously, yeah, like I said, when he when he opted out and then nobody wanted him and then the Twins were like, oh, we'll take you back. I'm like, eh, as as a as an ownership as a front office, that would leave a sour taste in my mouth. Absolutely, you know what I mean. The like, guy doesn't the guy doesn't want to be here, and now we're his last option, so now he's coming back. Yeah, like. Yeah, I think Carlos Correa is definitely overrated too. I, I mean, think I'd, so too. There's yeah. a there's a handful of guys I'd rather take, and maybe maybe Correa does produce maybe better, but at just the person, the personality, I'd much yeah. rather have a handful of other guys in the lineup. Yeah, the person he is as a whole, and kind of what he's uh, come to represent as just, a person, how he goes about yeah. everything, how, he how unapologetic he was over after that whole cheating scandal thing. Oh, to me, that's kind of what threw me yeah. over the edge with like, him. That's that that was in two thousand what seventeen, and that's still he's still he's still know, that guy. He still kind of plays innocent. He's like, still yeah. He's still after that guy. everybody else apologized. Everybody else was like, yeah, fuck, like we got caught. Yeah, and, and he still wants to kind of like play it off, like nah, like what are you talking about? Yeah, he's, and then gets offended when they bring it up. Yeah, he's still that guy. I can't stand him, honestly. I so that's why I think that division runs through Cleveland. I think the Guardians are still. The better of the teams there, like I said, not no powerhouse. They're not gonna blow you away. They got Josh Bell, sure. They still have Jose Ramirez. They have Shane Bieber. Tristan McKenzie is out, but he should be back. I mean, well, I mean who else do you really have besides well, him? I mean, honestly, Stephen Kwan is definitely he's an Oregon State guy, but Stephen Kwan gets on base just he's little. A, he's a stud. That guy's just a hitter. He's a stud. He's not gonna hit no bombs, but he's just he's gonna find some grass. He's yeah, little he's, gonna, here. he's gonna find some holes, find some grass, get on base, and now with the stolen bait, with the bases being bigger, making it a little bit easier for him too. Well, he's just a tough out. Yeah, he's just a tough out. Jose, like you said, Jose Ramirez too. He's definitely one of the better hitters in the whole game. And so. honestly, I think he goes underrated as well. Jose Ramirez does not get talked about enough, and I think well, it's yeah, but that's because you play in the AL because, Central. Well, and that's what I'm saying he plays on the Guardians, who are not gonna blow you away. They, yeah. They're a win the division out in the first round kind of team. I mean, they lost to the Yankees last year in the playoffs. It, they just they 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 need more. Yeah, they, they need definitely more. need more. They need help in that lineup. You have Emmanuel Class A too in that closing the games, throwing 102 miles an hour in that bullpen, like with the cutter. Yeah, with the nasty cutter. You know what I mean? They're they're definitely a good team, but again. They're gonna they're gonna need more to really get them there, and but, then and then there's the Tigers and Royals and those teams are just kind of irrelevant. Yeah, I'm not sure they've been relevant since they won the World Series. The Tigers haven't been relevant since probably ever, honestly. I was about to say I don't know the last time they were back in like '07 maybe they when have, they had a uh, Ordonez and yeah, you know, Miggy was younger. a young Verlander yeah. and a young Scherzer, but I mean, the only storyline I have out of those two teams is. Bobby Witt Jr. for Kansas City is very electric and very exciting to watch. And I believe this is Salvador Perez's last year. I believe he's retiring, and that's why he got the captain uh, like badge on his jersey. I did so, hear that, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's really the main storyline. you got Zach Greinke, you know, his 35th year pitching still. Hey, he makes it work, though. Uh, did you see him call his, you see him call his own pitches and then <laughs> shake himself off? Yeah. That is the funniest thing ever, dude. He would he would be the guy to do that. Yeah, though. he would be that guy. Zach Greinke calls his own pitches on the mound and shakes and then shakes it off and then shakes himself off. <laughs> that dude's unreal, man. And then what about uh, Aroldis Chapman coming out and chucking 104 the other day? You know, day? Aroldis Chapman is the biggest scumbag in Major League Baseball. <laughs> I cannot stand Aroldis Chapman, dude. 
I don't know, he, it, the Yankees must have just been a mockery to him. And then he goes to Kansas City where he has zero pressure. I think that's what it was. I don't think Chapman could handle the pressure because if you think about it, he was in Cincinnati where they were irrelevant and he was throwing 103. Comes to a meaningful team like the Yankees, gets traded to the Cubs where the Cubs were in the middle of the World Series run, blows what was it, game six, game seven, yeah, where he, he did, blew? He did give up that bomb to uh, Raji Davis, right? So big-time situation, blows it, and then comes back to the Yankees, has a horrendous year, is god-awful. Had a horrendous couple years. Wasn't he there for like two, three years? Something like that. Point. And I didn't mean, do anything and good. So now he's on Kansas City, and all of a sudden this dude's throwing 105 again. Yeah. Like, make that make sense. I just think he's not a pressure pressure guy. Yeah, that could be, that could be the case. He just can't handle the pressure, and a lot of guys can't. I mean... Doesn't That's, know how to handle it. Like like I said earlier, I mean with Joey Gallo, I mean the pinstripes will the pinstripes will get to you. They'll definitely change the kind of player that you are, and you're either gonna step up to the situation or you're gonna fold and not be able to, you know, play play the way you know how to play. Well, I mean, that's just being built different in the Bronx, you know. Yeah. You you gotta be willing to you're gonna hear some shit. You're gonna hear some shit, and no, you they're, either, they're gonna let you know for sure. And you either got to be able to be like, "Fuck, you're they're right. I'm playing like shit. I got to step up," or you know, you're gonna fold. And that's what Joey Gallo did. That's what Roldis Chapman did. Mm-hmm. That's what Aaron Hicks is doing. I'm sure that's what a lot of people have done and will continue to do as well. But mm. yeah, as far as the AL Central, I think Guardians, Twins. I mean, the White Sox can make noise, but aside from that, it's not really much of an exciting division to watch. That's very true. Very true. Moving on to your Yanks, though, and that AL, that powerhouse of the AL East. I wouldn't say powerhouse. That's, I mean, let's keep it real here. The Red Sox are not going to be good. I don't, I mean, do they have exciting players? Sure. I mean, Trevor Story's out, I think, from all the year, if not all the year, most of the year. I don't think the Red Sox make any. No, but you still have the Rays that every, well, okay. every well, year yeah. nobody talks about the Rays, and yet the they Rays still win 100 games. The Rays are 6-0 as of Thursday. The Rays are 6-0. and I mean, yes, their schedule has been very weak. but I mean, they played, what, the Nationals? They and... played the Nationals. They're playing, I believe, Oakland uh, this weekend. I mean, there's, they could very well start off 9-0. and Yeah, they're playing Oakland this weekend series. They played the Nationals this past week, and then they started the year off with, who was it, the Tigers. So, which we've talked about tigers. I mean, uh, who are the tigers? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so that's why the Tampa Bay Rays are one of the most interesting teams in baseball because you probably could not name me—I don't know—more than three guys other than Randy Rosarena on that team. Well, they you have they, Wander Franco, Wander Franco, Randy Rosarena, but it's their pitching. That's what people got to understand. Every year, every year, they have guys come into that pitching rotation like they've been there for years. What about the Braves just walking it off right now? Wow. Braves walk it off bottom of the ninth. And it oh. wasn't even the big names that you know of. Orlando Arcia comes up clutch after um, who was it that got the the double with two outs? What a game. What an absolute ball game. Two, out dub- two, two out doubles. Oh, uh, Rosario. Rosario comes up with two outs and gets you a double. Then Orlando Garcia comes right up after him and gets you another double. That's your eight and your nine guy. Your eight and your nine guy just I'm won saying, you a ball game. The Braves are deep. Seven six ball game. The Braves are deep. Jesus. But yeah, the going back to the Rays, I mean that 
it's their pitching every single year. Yeah, every year. I mean, like I said, you Shane get Shane McClanahan, who's a dog, absolute dog. Talk about. I mean, Tyler Glass now is their solidified ace when healthy, but Tyler or Shane McClanahan last year had a huge. Huge role. And then who was it earlier this week or earlier this week? Yeah, Jeffrey Springs was it that Jeffrey came out Springs. and throws a freaking gem? Like, oh my gosh, they had Zach Eflin who was on the Phillies and he was an okay guy for them. Comes out and throws a gem. I mean, again, these are against lower tier teams, but regardless, that that's they always, how they that's they how they are. seem to do it. The Rays are just a sneaky good team. You have Jose Siri that's that's Jeffrey starting Springs, up there 12 with strikeouts him. in his debut. Well, not debut, but his season debut. His season debut, yeah. I mean, you have guys like Jose Siri that's put, that they're expecting to step up. A Yandy Diaz is always ready to play. Randy Rosarena. Randy Rosarena. God, I mean, what that guy did for Mexico, man, it's crazy. And he's not even Mexican. And he's not even Mexican, dude. Yeah, that's... Biggest player on the Mexican team was Cuban. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he... Oh, yeah. He, uh... He really captured a lot of people's uh, hearts in the World Baseball Classic. Oh, yeah. Not even just Mexicans. Not even just Mexicans. Baseball fans. Just baseball fans in general. Dude played lights out. Played like it was Game 7 of the World. He even said it. He goes, this is bigger than the World Series, in my opinion. I mean, hey, that's that's one of those guys that you know when there's a big game on the line. Uh, he's 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 ready. He's ready. He's ready. That he's, dude he stays does not ready. have the yips. Yeah, he stays ready for the big game. That games. man has he no not, yips. Give him give him all the pressure in the world. He wants it. He's the complete polar opposite of what a Roldis Chapman is. <laughs> yeah, he, wa- he wants he all wants of that it. pressure. He does not shy away from it. Oh yeah, he wants all of it. But yeah, so the Rays are definitely going to be good. They're going to be in there in the conversation of winning this division. The Blue Jays. All right. Well, here's the hot take. I think the Blue Jays are overrated. I really do. Uh, They've had the same team the last couple of years. They've done nothing. But with the it. team's been young. I mean, you got to understand, Vladdy, Bo Bichette, uh, Gavin Biggio. I mean, all these guys. Have, that was this is what like their third full season together. No, this is. I mean, it's only their third or fourth full season together, and I mean they're not. But like what, twenty four, twenty five years old? Yeah, I mean, regard. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's still young. Don't get me wrong. Like. There's a lot of pressure on Vladdy being to be that guy in Toronto. Vladdy and Bo Bichette. You know what I, I mean? mean? I mean, they went and got a, a George Springer to kind of try to help that situation. At least that's what I believe they went and got him for. for like that veteran, right after, lead, yeah. you know, more Kind of help, help these guys kind of mature. They got Brandon Belt this winter, who's won a few World Series. I mean, they, they're getting, I believe, that veteran presence that they want. but Because you have the core guys that you're building around in Toronto. You have the dudes, you have, like the, like I said, the Vladdy, the Bo, um, you know, and even the Gavin. Gavin, I believe, is kind of on the lower spectrum of those guys, but he's still definitely someone that they can, you know, try to help build around to, especially since he's a homegrown guy as well, right? Yeah, well, and it's going to come down to their pitching. I mean, Alec Manoa, who has shown he's a dog. Dude. Definitely. I love Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa yeah. has some dog to him. Um, you got but Kevin have- Gosman, who can definitely who, do it. who has his streaks well, and then, last year i mean he showed out all year last year you know what i mean if he can i mean he got hit around i believe his first start this year kind of got hit around a little bit gave up some runs but i mean he's still definitely a guy that they can rely on but then you have a jose barrios out there that uh my god ugh. talk about just being a terrible pitcher i mean Dude, he can't figure it out. He's got so much movement on his pitches, though. But he can't figure it out. Well, yeah, because he can't throw strikes. He dude, doesn't know what the, he doesn't know where that ball's going. He dude, can he can start it where he wants, but it, it's either it might go, it might run 
a foot and a half or it might run five inches. Like, he doesn't know. Yeah, they went and picked up Chris Bassett, which I think is a very good pickup from Oakland. I mean, is he going to be a huge difference maker? I don't think so, but it does help. So, I mean, the Blue Jays are an exciting team. They are, but I just don't see it. I just don't see it's been the same team the last few years now when I just don't see it. I don't see how they're better than the Tampa Bay Rays or, in my opinion, the, the Yankees even. I don't yeah, I, I mean, I, I can definitely see them still struggling. I mean, they're still going to be a very good team, in yes, my opinion. I, they're I still going to be, you know, come September, you're still going to be hearing the Blue Jays' name. But are you going to be hearing it because they're winning the division or because they're fighting for a wild card spot, you know? Yeah, I mean, more than likely it'll have to be a wild card spot because, I mean, let's get, let's be honest. I mean, the Yankees right now just look, I mean, they look unreal. I mean, they look unreal with no pitching. I mean, that's. That's what's uh, been their Achilles heel. I mean, I don't know, because last year they couldn't hit. They couldn't hit the, sh- the shit out of the ball. And they relied on, honestly, Aaron Judge hitting 63 home runs. That's really what got them. That's what saved them. If Aaron Judge wasn't on that team, they'd be, they would be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So that's why signing him this offseason was huge. And the Yankees didn't even get better. They really did not get better this offseason. They signed Aaron Judge, sure. But... I mean, who else did they really sign? They signed Carlos Rodon, who's hurt, who's yeah. a dog when he pitches, but is hurt. And then, so you're really relying on Garrett Cole. You had Clark Schmidt. You had uh, that rookie get called up and then to get sent back down, who had a great debut. But regardless, I mean, the well, Yankees pitching needs to get healthy. Yeah. They Yankees. need to get healthy if they want to make be, like, legit contenders. That's definitely true. I mean... But, I mean, to take over that East, I think they have enough with Garrett Cole and Herman, or what's his name? Uh, yeah, Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman, yeah. If Carlos Rodon can get healthy, If he gets healthy, sweet. you add him to the Nestor, lineup. Nasty Nestor. Nasty Nestor Cortez. I don't know how he does it, man. That guy's just finesse. I mean, he throws fucking 80 poo and just gets finesse. people out, yeah. It's just straight finesse. <laughs> but, yeah, I think the Yankees lineup this year is what's going to have to step up big time. I mean, Stanton, Rizzo... Glaber Torres, who's off to a really hot start. Josh Donaldson needs to figure it out. Well, didn't Donaldson just go down, too? Uh, did he, he get hurt right now? Did he? I think. I, I don't think so. I think something came up. Oh, ex- yeah, hamstring tightness. Yeah, Shouldn't see. be too serious. Well, that just leaves an open spot for LeMahieu to play on the regular Yeah, you right got LeMahieu you know you know at I mean? the regular. You Which, got Oswaldo Cabrera. You got the rookie, Anthony, Anthony Volpe. or however you say it. I mean, Anthony Volpe, talk about a story, man. New Jersey. Huge Yankees fans, his entire family grew up idolizing Jeter against the start starting shortstop opening day. Yeah, the fact that they gave that to him, man, that's twenty awesome, years honestly. old. Come on, you think he'll be able to handle it though? I hope, man. When we talk about that pinstripes, man, you know that pinstripes put pressure on people that they ain't never experienced in their life. Yeah, but it, I think it's a difference when a guy who doesn't has never been a part of that or seen the Yankee culture. Compared to this guy who's been around it his whole life. He's seen it. He went to Yankee games. That's true. His parents went to Yankee games. He kind of knows what to he expect He kind of knows already. what to expect. Like, yeah. he's going to get booed. He's going to get shit talked to. But that's just because the fans want you to win. He better show out. Oswaldo Cabrera, too. That's another. I mean, he was his, what, his rookie season last year. Is this still considered his rookie season? No, I think last year was yeah. his rookie season. So, I mean, that guy still got a lot behind him, too. I mean... You got Jose Trevino behind the dish, who's very good. He was, I believe, the platinum glove or platinum gold glove, platinum glove winner last year, which was the best catcher in the big leagues. I believe that's right. 
Could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's right. And then you got their bullpen. Clay Holmes is pretty disgusting. Michael King, Jonathan Weisiger. I mean, they got dudes. The Yankees have a lot of dudes everywhere. It's just a matter of staying healthy and putting it all together. They got the team, man. They got the team. Yankees stay healthy, pitch and rotation gets healthy, and you can uh, definitely see the Yankees. Uh, I was going to say, you can definitely see them in the World Series, but they seem to be scared of Houston every time they I don't face know what them, it is. So. I don't know what it is about Houston. They're just absolutely <laughs> traumatized of playing Houston. They see, oh, Houston, they start shaking in their boots. I hate it so much. That's literally the one team. I think if we were ever to get past Houston, whether it be in the Divisional Series or the Champion Series, we'd win the World Series. Don't care who comes out of the NL. But we can't seem to figure out Houston. We I got mean, swept. We literally got swept. I mean, by if, Houston. if Houston isn't Houston over the last couple of years, the Yankees probably have another two World Series to yeah, their name. Probably, but they're yeah. afraid. They're yeah. shaking their boots they, every time they see them. They just can't get past them for whatever reason. They can't get past them. It's kind of funny, honestly. It's not funny. It's I, not funny at all. I think so. It's not funny at all. <laughs> That shit fucking pisses me off is what it does. I think so. So a quick back run through. I mean, it seems like we've gone through the division. We talked about the Red Sox. The Red Sox are really going to be a... Uh, Kind of a no-name out yeah. there in the East. The Blue Jays, the Devil Rays, and then you have the Orioles, too. Which, I mean, the Orioles got some young guys. You got uh, Adley Rutschman. I mean, he showed me that he could be that guy. Oh, absolutely. You know, behind the dish, can, can, is going to control a, a pitching staff, is going to hit, hit some bombs for you. You have a Gunner, is it Gunner Henderson, Gunner right? Henderson. That's coming up they now, just too. called up uh, Grayson Hernandez. Rodriguez. Oh, Rodriguez. Yeah, Grayson you're right. Rodriguez yeah, they called him. Pitching prospect in baseball. So, I mean, they definitely got a lot of young guys, and I mean, they've been building this for the last like 20 years, it feels like. So, it's so, about time. So, it's really the Orioles have no reason to play all these young guys. I don't care how old they are, how long they've been in the minors. Just call them up. They don't have anybody Give, on their exactly, active team yeah. that's worth. Start giving, start giving these guys the experience yes. and start letting their feet get wet and Absolutely. letting them have some fun in the league. I mean, next thing you know, you're you know a couple guys away from really being a contender. Well, when they see these young guys start figuring it out, and you got all these older guys wanting to go over there. I mean, that's how it works. I feel like if these guys can show out, which you know, let's assume they call up their prospects that they need to, they start showing out. Then you have I don't know. Some of these older guys who will be free agents wanting to come over, like, damn, that's a good core they got over there. Yeah, there's when a chance. They do, right? They do there's have a, a good core. I mean, like I said, though, you got to want to. It's one of those teams that's poorly managed, I think, from the front office. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see what they do with all their prospects. They got a lot of farm system, yeah. Like I said, there's, they're just going to be missing some, some veteran guys, some veteran pieces to really help put that team together. Uh, still, obviously, years away, maybe two, three, four years away from any of that. But we'll see. We'll see what we'll see how I they mean, come they up. They do have the top farm system in baseball. Well, yeah, and like I mean, shit. When you finish last for the last twenty years, I yeah, mean, you'd expect to be getting some good picks out of that. When you're just the absolute doormat of that division, yeah, a baseball for a while. It felt like they yeah. were the, they were the Nationals for about ten years. Yeah, it seemed and, like, and now the Nationals are the Nationals again. Yeah, exactly. See, that'll be interesting. Let's see who who plays worse, the Nationals or the Oakland A's. That'll be. Fuck, dude! I don't know how Oakland A's still seems to surprise you. It seems like every I don't know year they win, win like seventy five games, how they win 80 30. games. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how guys show up to the ballpark. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I got to go play for those guys. Damn. I wonder if they get free soda yet. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt those. They probably still got to pay a dollar for their soda. Oh, man. Hey, once you're done with that four, give it back, all right? Yeah, yeah those aren't yours. You can't take it home. 
man. At the end of the year, they got to turn in like their sweats and everything, their shirts and jerseys. Hey, turn those in. We need those for next <laughs> you gotta year. Got to wash them. Oh man. All right, so, I mean, we've kind of gone through all the divisions. We've kind of seen it all there. A rather little... longer episode, just trying yeah. to get into it, get into our little predictions here. Yeah, just kind of breaking it all down, kind of what we see, how we see the game, especially with all the changes going on. Um, so just a little recap, Carlos. Who would you say is going to win uh, the AL East? AL East, I, the Yankees for sure. Moving on to the AL Central. The AL Central, I think, is going to be a tight two-team race the majority of the year, but I think the Guardians come out on top. Guardians come out, and then your AL West. AL West, see, it's, I mean, it's really the Houston Astros. Yeah, I mean, the Houston I don't, Astros. I don't know how you dethrone that team. Yeah, not anytime soon, at no. least. Yeah, not anytime soon, at least. They seem to keep making it happen. The Astros will win the West. I honestly think your White Sox come out on top this year in your AL Central. It's a bold move. That's, I mean, it's a bold prediction. Don't get me wrong, but I really, really do like that team. And then I do see your Yankees coming out on top in the uh, East over there in that division. Even with the Rays, I think the Rays are definitely going to give them a run for their money this year, no doubt. But I do think they take it up top. I do as well. As, and then as far as the NL, the NL East, I mean, it's really the Braves division to lose. I don't see how any other team really takes it from them. I mean, that whole the whole NL, not just the East. I think it's got to get run through, uh, Atlanta. through Atlanta, especially after we saw tonight with the Padres and them walking it off in the ninth. They lost the lead twice and came back. Came and, right back. Yeah. Definitely looked like that team in the NL that everybody's going to have to go through. The NL Central, I believe. Uh, I'm gonna say the Cardinals, but not confidently. I mean, I'm a Cardinal fan, and I'm not confident with that either. I mean, it's you never know, man. It's really who gets hot at the right time. The Brewers are hot right now. The Cardinals aren't. I mean, yeah. that's just how it's working out. They um, fix that pitching rotation. That's for damn sure. Yeah, they got to fix. Maybe not calling your own players out on national TV. Yeah, that's that's too. Let's be a team here, especially as a manager. Let's. Uh, Isn't this let's, his first year or second, his second year? Second year. Yeah, let's focus on protecting your guys, not putting them on blast on national TV. Like, let's keep this team together. I mean, you got a really you got a really good team, and you you're a couple a couple pieces away, which. Come trade deadline, you can, you know, hopefully most Zaylak goes out and tries to make some, especially because you got a bunch of guys right now on in the on the offensive side that, that you have that you have no spot for, and you still have a Mason Win, you still have a Dylan Carlson that's sitting the bench on the regular, you know what I mean? You have pieces that you can move to go get a, a starting pitcher, you know what I mean, and really solidify a rotation. But you guys lose Yadier Molina. Oh, how does Wilson Contreras sound? Like, yeah, let's go pick great. up. The, Let's go pick up the second best, if not arguably the best catcher, is still in the game. You know, next to JT Realmuto, like as far as offensively, that can hit the ball and still give you a great a great backstop. Yeah, so go. that'll be that'll be a tight division, I think, all year. Um, the NL West, I also believe, will be a tight division between the Padres and Dodgers. The Padres just have all the big names, not to say the Dodgers don't, but you know, the Padres have been playing little brother the whole past what five years maybe i think it's their time to take that division and say we're here and we're here to stay for a little bit and and you're gonna you're gonna really have to deal with this from now on well, it's not considering just, that like seven of their nine guys are signed to 10-year deals I mean, exactly that's what i'm saying i mean they're gonna be around for a while and i don't think the potters are just gonna the potters ain't gonna just lay over and and say here here's your here's your division dodgers we're just gonna 
we're just gonna stay behind you and right. just kind of watch you guys from afar. Like, but I I do still believe the Dodgers will come out on top there. I think I think the Padres. I think, I think, I think the Padres having that experience. I think just being so used to you know winning the games you got to win. I mean, the Dodgers to me just still seem like the better team, which is crazy to say, but I think just. They've been there. They know what it's like, and yeah, the Padres got a taste of that last year. But the Padres have been, or but the Dodgers have been getting that for the last what ten years. I mean, I I I I think the slaughter the the slaughters, the Dodgers are on a uh, uh, slow uh, decline. I, I know they still have one of the better farm systems in the league. I know they still got a lot going on for them there, but I do think they are. They are starting to decline, and I do think the Padres are going to start to take over that division. We'll see. We'll see. We'll keep a lot know. of baseball. A lot of baseball to go. One hundred sixty-two I mean, games. Exactly. We're it's what, only it's only April sixth. You go all the way till what I believe the season ends the like first week of October, October now, right? Like that, yeah. yeah. So a lot of baseball. Obviously, anything can happen, and you know it'll definitely be fun to watch, fun to see. A uh, couple more, just real quick, bold predictions here. Who do you have winning the AL and NL uh, MVP? Ooh, I mean, like I said, as long as Otani's playing and he's healthy, that man's yeah. That's a that's a that's pretty a given. That's a pretty lock. Huge Yankees fan. I love Aaron Judge, but let's be real. Otani's doing it on both dude, sides. Yeah. I mean, and especially if the Angels can maybe be a little a little relevant this year, I mean, there's no reason he shouldn't win it again this year. And for the National League, that's a tough one. I'm just going out on a limb here. I'm just gonna say someone crazy like, ooh, last year was what Paul Goldschmidt. Mm-hmm. Let's say let's say the runner up. Not such a crazy guess, but the runner up wins it this year. Manny Machado. Manny Machado. That is who I was honestly gonna say is gonna win the NL MVP. I mean, the dude still looks good and. He's the guy that leads that Padres that's team. The you know that's, I mean? their that's, that's their captain. That's their captain. He's definitely proven it, and he definitely plays out and balls out every day. So that's definitely going to be a guy to watch over there for the uh, NL MVP race for sure. What about your Cy Young predictions? Ooh, Cy Young. For, so for my American League, I'm going to go a little, something a little more under the radar. Pablo Lopez. Um, with the Twins. With the Twins. Oh. I mean, they're going to rely on him heavy. He looked really good. And... You know, there's a lot of guys you can go. You can go Shane McClanahan. You can go even Otani. You can go Garrett Cole. You can go Framber Valdez. Maybe this year gets it. But I'm just go, gonna go a little crazy. A little crazy here. Say Jose Lopez gets it. Jose Lopez. Pablo Lopez. Pablo, Pablo Lopez. Lopez. Sorry, yeah. Pablo Lopez. Huh? It's pretty bold. I ain't gonna lie. And then NL wise. Ooh, for the National League, I mean, it's tough not to say Sandy. I mean, he looked good. Complete game in under two hours. Let's. Yeah. Hundred hundred pitches, hundred hundred pitches exact under two hours. He goes, "Yep, here we go." I think Sandy repeats as uh, the NL Cy Young. I mean, he looks good, and uh, hopefully he continues that. Not just because I'm rooting for him, but because he's also on my fantasy team. So, Sandy, if you ever happen Selfish. to hear this, <laughs> Selfish, man. AL for the AL Cy Young, I'm I'm going with Dylan Cease, man. I think. Uh, Dylan Cease over his last two starts has looked nasty, man. I mean, his stuff is disgusting from top to bottom. His fastball, his breaking stuff. I mean, he's looking really good. And like I said, I have the White Sox winning that division and really being a, a team that takes that division and into the playoffs. So I think he's going to be a key part of that. He stays healthy all season and really dominates for them. And I think he definitely has that Cy Young that he can uh, uh, definitely win for sure, without a doubt. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And don't be surprised if Garrett Cole wins it. Dude cut his hair in the offseason. It's been electric in his first two starts. Don't be surprised. I think this might be his year. It's crazy to think he's never won one. Oh, I didn't know he's never won one. That is interesting. He's definitely been one of the best pitchers for shit probably the last at least five, six years. Oh, yeah. Since his time in Houston. Yeah. To see the, to know that he hasn't ever won one, that's interesting. So don't be surprised. Yeah. And uh, what about for uh, Rookie of the Years? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. In the American League, I want to say uh, Gunnar Henderson will win it. But, I mean, you, the Rookie of the Years, there's always that one just under the radar. You don't really hear about him until. You Guy know, that comes up. Yeah, yeah. kind of middle of the year. I mean, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one to predict. Yeah, so I mean that's definitely a good uh, good choice though, Gunnar Henderson, especially in the AL. You know what I mean? That's uh, Tristan Cassis is a guy that I'm going to be watching with the Red Sox. Ooh, yeah, he's Dude got a bat. I mean, light tower power. He's got power. He can definitely be a guy that they kind of turn to. You know what I mean? When it comes to the NL, I'm giving my man Jordan Walker all the praise, man. Yeah. I mean, he uh, it's hard not to. He showed out all spring training. Uh, he finally hit his first bomb the other day. You know, I definitely being a diehard Cardinal fan, it's nice to see someone like him really come in and kind of step into that lineup. And you know, he not only showed up opening day, but he's produced since day one. You know what I mean? Yeah. He showed all spring training that he belongs, and now he's there in the big league showing that he belongs. And so it's definitely going to be fun to watch that guy grow up. I hope they call Mason Wynn up sometime this year too because he definitely had a great spring training as well. So that'll be another guy to watch. Um, but you have Corbin Carroll also out there in Arizona. So Miguel Vargas for the Dodgers should be exciting because yeah. you. I don't know what it is. You get called up to the Dodgers, you're automatically good. I, you just fit right into whatever they're working on well, over there. Like whatever they're doing in that farm system it they works. have over there. Yeah, it's, whoever it's the, working. Whoever Keep doing the it. AAA coaches are. They're doing a great job Keep. because these guys just come out and just ball. Keep doing everybody. It. That's definitely so. That's true. my my pick is going to be Corbin Carroll just because. Not that the Diamondbacks are going to be good or relevant, but I think personally he's just going to have a really good year. I think he's going to steal you 40 bags this year if he stays healthy. But like I said, there's always that, you know, just random guy will come up and just take the league by storm. Cody Senga, the pitcher for the match, might uh, win that's it. That's very true, too. Yeah, I forgot he about him. He looks really good. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Got some options. Got Like we said, it's uh, week one. You're April 6th. Right now as we're recording this, so a lot of baseball left, a lot of fun and exciting stuff to come as we'll see the All-Star game in Seattle this year. Um, Definitely going to be fun. Fun year for sure. New rules. We'll see how much the game changes and how far it gets. And as of right now, it's It's exciting, man. It's exciting. It definitely is. baseball. Times are changing. The grass not here necessarily is starting to show, but it's starting to get warm. I mean, this is the best time of the year. This is realistically... March, April is the best time of the year just simply because of baseball. Everyone's getting excited and everybody's yeah, ready to get out there and sick start of playing. being inside their, you know, their house. It's been a long winter. People want, you know, you watch baseball, like, damn, look at that. It looks warm outside. People are eating hot dogs and shit. And, you know, you're just ready for it. This, this is exciting. This is an exciting time. It's true. It's true. Well, Carlos, this was fun, man. Episode one of uh, Ring 'em Up, uh, the podcast here talking baseball. We'll see where it goes and how far it gets us. But again, just two guys here talk baseball on the regular. So 
uh, we're just here having fun, you know, just having fun, seeing what's happening. We'll bring you guys uh, more news. We'll see how many episodes come out. And, you know, we're just kind of playing it by year at the moment. Just kind of seeing what happens. Just having how it some comes. fun with exactly. it. Exactly. Just talking some shit, having some fun. Seeing where it goes and what comes. And we'll try to keep you guys as updated as possible and kind of go from there again. Just getting started. So you might hear some background noise. I got my dogs around here that are running around and being noisy as well. So if you guys hear that. Um, or if you guys have any other, you know, anything else that we could possibly do to help make this better, feel free to reach out. We'll get a Twitter going up. We'll get a couple social medias kind of going, kind of see where this takes off and, you know, just have some fun doing it. You know, we love the game of baseball. We love being able to talk and watch and do all that stuff when it comes to it. So, again, we're just here to have some fun. Carlos, any last words? Can't have said it any better. Go Yanks. Uh, hopefully they finally stay healthy and... You know, it, like I said, this is just a fun time, man. Baseball season is the best time to get excited. It starts to get warm outside. You feel looser. I don't know, man. I'm excited. Well, thanks again, guys. Like I said, reach out. Let us know what we can do to help make this better, what you guys want to hear, what you guys would like to hear on the podcast, with anything like that. You know, and again, uh, we'll keep you guys updated on the next episode. And go Cards. We'll have a good season. Huh? Everybody enjoy.